Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. You're right. Brian will be leading the charge in that uh, instance, but he will be oh, alone. Forget it. He'll oh, be alone forget it. by himself because oh, none of us are going to be joining him. Yeah, George Kurtz will be all with him, too. Right, George Kurtz oh, will be all with him. Great yep, reinforcement there. there. Yep, yep. <laughs> reinforcement. Oh, with Zach's not a boy. Now he's not a, a pro bowler? Oh, really? <laughs> I was gonna, yeah. Oh, They'll be please. enjoying it for about one week until the damn 49ers <laughs> come in and yep. yep, That'll be the end of that, right? Oh, yeah. We'll uh, see what happens. <laughs> but in any event, because I still think it'll be Philly, but good luck yeah. to Venmo B and George Kurtz. Hey, Venmo yeah. B, you want to make a bet on this one? No, I don't, I don't, I don't think he does. I, yes. All right. I don't know. All right, we'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll see. He's got... We'll talk about it, Venmo. All right, whatever you yeah, say. Yeah, he's actually needs. He's actually saving his money because uh, apparently Zeke's dad's going to need some legal help, so <laughs> he, he's going to hold on trying to to bail out the uh, the animal rights abuser. How about yeah, he's a jungle cat from him? Yeah, I, I bet yeah. you will. I bet you will. <laughs> it got put down. We'll talk about it, Brian. We'll yeah. talk about it. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll keep everybody updated with Venmo, Brian, and oh, his wagers. God. Uh, around the league, but guys, let's start in the NBA. Last night, the Lakers and the Pacers. Pacers taking them down 105-102. to DeMontis Sabonis led the way with 26 points and 10 rebounds. Nice double-double there. Malcolm Brogdon added 14, including a tie-breaking reverse layup with 36 seconds left. However, LeBron James still finishes with 20 points, 9 rebounds. Dwight Howard added 20 points off the bench. This snaps a Lakers 14-game road winning streak. So congratulations to the Pacers uh, taking down one of the best teams in the league as it stands. Sticking with the NBA guys, update on Zion Williamson. The Pelicans rookie returned to full weight exercises, but he isn't ready to return just yet. He was seen getting up shots at Pelicans shoot around, shooting from from just inside the three and just outside the three point line. He had surgery on his meniscus back in October 21st. And on Monday, that was the end of his original six to eight week timetable So the Pelicans VP of Basketball Operations, David Griffin, said, we're really excited with where he's at. I think we're a little ways away, but this was a very big step. I think there was a a game, I think January 10th, I believe, in the Garden that they were excited to see if Zion was going to be able to play in this one. But I don't know at this point, guys, it's not looking like Zion's going to get back to the court uh, anytime in the early. Can I ask you guys at this point, and maybe this is just jaded and like the way things are, but like, why not just hold him out? They're, they're, they're six and twenty-two. Exactly, guys. It's not going like, anywhere. Why not just get more? Why not get more ping pong balls and get another stud to pair with Zion? Like, what? What would be the reason? Except to sell tickets, I guess. But what would be the reason to bring him back? Why not just sit him out and uh, get a great pick and uh, get a dynamic duo moving forward? Cole Anthony and Zion Williamson. What about now? Like- that's something I can hang my hat on for 10 years. Looking at like like a perspective of like, so let's say an example of the rookie quarterback, you know, you want right. to get their reps in. So maybe throw them in like week 16, week 17, just to get their reps in to see how they feel yeah. on an actual football field. So maybe save them to literally the end, end of the season, like last sure. month of the season, maybe throw them out there. I don't know, just to see what it's like on a real NBA right, They court. can get a lot of ping pong balls. Yeah, you're right. They, now, they, so. they still could. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with New Orleans. You know, he's a great rookie. Uh, a lot of, a lot of hype around him, but. 
we will see what happens with Zion Williamson. NFL Pro Bowl rosters have been announced, guys. I don't want to go through the whole rosters with you, so I'm just going to lay out some crazy facts about this this year's upcoming Pro Bowl. And we're going to start with the Baltimore Ravens. They tied an NFL mark with 12 players elected to the Pro Bowl, Lamar Jackson included. He's the first Baltimore quarterback since, guys, Vinny Testaverde, 1996. Remember that? Were they name? the Browns then or the Ravens? I think they were still the uh, Browns. First year. Well, first year of the Ravens. First year of the Ravens. First year of the Ravens. So there you go. Never made it? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, we'll go with the. Uh, it is a fun fact, guys. The Saints lead the NFC with seven selections. However, New England quarterback Tom Brady was not selected since his first time since 2008 when he had an injury that ended the season for him. So. Good to see Tom Brady not in the Pro Bowl. I mean, if they were in the playoffs, he wasn't going to play anyway. Um, NFC quarterbacks, all three of them are at least 31 years old. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Drew Brees. The AFC quarterbacks, none of them are close to 25 years old. <laughs> Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes, all under 25. So two totally different sides of the spectrum for yeah. your Pro Bowl quarterbacks, which I think is really interesting. Uh, Shout out to the uh, to the Giants for their Pro Bowl picks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Who even would be <laughs> one? Like after the mass exodus, right? Like when ten NFC guys either don't make the trip or are pulled because they're in the Super Bowl. Who do they even go to as like that one throwaway representative? Is it Saquon? Is it Evan Ingram? Probably. Is it is it yeah, a Ingram's on IR, I, so I, I they're know. done. Yeah, they finished him, so it's got to be Saquon, right? Yeah, just to throw that big name out there, I guess. They have to put someone out there. Yeah. Well, Slate, there you go. There you go. I, I would agree with that. I get, put Slate out there. Sterling Shepard, why not? You know, why not? No, dude. dude. <laughs> Eli Manning, let them come on. Let the farewell oh, tour right. yeah, continue. Yeah, let it continue. We'll see what happens. Maybe yeah. Eli gets his way out there. Also, guys, three rookies were selected. Nick Bosa, Miko Hartman, and Deontay Harris. What about those? You're listening to the Sports Grid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught y'all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. Final hour, make it rain on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Uh, As we get ready, week 16, bowl season uh, going to be upon us here. We told you, of course... Uh, Utah State, bit of a uh, bit of an issue with uh, three of their starters, running back, wide receiver, and of course, uh, quarterback who uh, announced his intentions to head to the draft. Except he got cited uh, for a little marijuana use there in an apartment with his uh, teammates. So now, uh, up in the air on whether or not they'll even be available for the Kent State game on Friday. Also, keep in mind that the Bahamas Bowl appears to be a bit uh, bit of a win situation happening there. A little bit of an overreaction in the line movement, too. Uh, we're talking about a game that was 57 and a half, 58, now down to like 51, 51 and a half, 52. So, um, which is ironic because Buffalo doesn't throw the ball, they <laughs> run the ball, but they're still six and a half point favorites there. But Friday will kick off the start of uh, bowl season uh, from yeah. here on out through the end of the year. Exciting stuff. And I uh, another fun fact that we came across here regarding the Titans who might have just a uh, impossible stretch here. They've got to take down the Saints. At least they're at home. The Saints are not yep. the same team on the road, but then they got to finish against Houston. In Houston, they got to win out and get a little bit of help here. 
But it's funny. The Titans may be the first team since 1987, Dane, yeah. to miss more field goals than they've made. Oh, my God. How goodness. do you like that? How crazy is that? They've become the first team in 32 years to actually miss more field goals than they have gone ahead and done it, which is crazy because you got suck up is one for six this year. Santos went four for nine. Cody Parker went three for three. So it's just about 50%. That's just absolutely crazy to me. And think about it. Tannehill's gone six and two while he's at the at the helm, and he's gotten almost zero help there from special teams in a kicking game. That's absolutely crazy to me. It is. And we say this, and, you know, Joe, do you think this impacts the betting world? You know, I asked Gabe, with missed extra points and going for two, are seven and three still the key numbers? You know, like so many to, games. I actually have the rundown of it there. We'll, okay. I'll, I'll update the list and we'll see this so year. So many games, uh, you know? Yep. Go on those off numbers now. But could you imagine their ability no, that they crazy. don't make? They don't that make it's only the a 50% proposition for this team. That's a playoff caliber team. At. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. So uh, some interesting uh, news coming out of Cincinnati in right. the NFL. And I don't get this, Dane. I really I don't get it. I understand you're going to be in the – you got Joe Burrow, right? Let's say yes. all things go well. The Cincinnati Bengals, you're getting Joe Burrow. Yes. I understand why they want to franchise A.J. Green. He's 31 years old, though. He is on the verge of free agency. It yeah, would be the first time, by the way, that he is actually would be able to hit the market. But they yep. don't want to let him go. And I know there are some people sitting on the side of the fence going, oh, hell no. Like, you get, this dude has missed 23 of Cincinnati's last 24 games. You, you just finished paying him $60 million on an extension from a couple of years back in 2015. He's going to miss the entire season this year, the 2019 season. You miss that many games. A tag will cost you $18 million for A.J. Green. But is he not worth every damn penny if, A, he is healthy, and, B, he is somebody that your rookie quarterback, your number one draft pick in Joe Burrow, can rely upon and throw the ball to because that also is going to be pretty important with the maturation process of whether it's Burrow or who, Herbert, whoever it is that they right. choose. It's going to be a quarterback. And do you really want to go into next year? I mean, if it's one year, 18 million, you got to kind of surround the kid with as many weapons, reliable weapons as possible. It's a big number. I get why they're saying it. They're actually pretty adamant about it. He doesn't want it. But quite honestly, dude, take the $18 million. Like, you you haven't played in, in how long. So I, I don't know why A.J. Green would fight it. I'd take the $18 million and be happy with it because there's no guarantee you're going to play six games next year. Yeah, I saw the same report, Joe. And what I saw also had a quote from A.J. Green. 
And what I saw, AJ Green said that if he were tagged, he would come in and play under the tag. Like right. he and, and here's the thing, AJ Green is not one of these diva wide receivers. You know what I mean? He'll come in and he's 31, 32 by next season. He know like he said he'd come on in and play. I I know what you're saying, Joe, and I, I agree with most of it. I do, however, I thought the prudent course of action for the Bengals would have been to trade him I, this year. Um, the problem was he wasn't healthy. You know, I I don't know. Remember at the trading deadline, we were like, Bengals, why do you still have mm-hmm. Andy Dalton, A.J. Green, Tyler Eifert, right? I would have I would have moved yeah. him uh, for some more draft picks, for some more assets. Yes, what you're talking about being that security blanket for Burrow or Herbert or whoever it is absolutely makes sense. But by the time Burrow or Herbert is ready to be an ascending quarterback like Deshaun Watson is right now, A.J. Green's going to be 34. You know, I mm-hmm. think you have to realize that you're at the bottom of the cycle. And really just start to get yourself good for two, three years from now. And A.J. Green isn't a part of that. So I would move him. I really would. I really would move him. And for example, Oakland has a couple of draft picks I mean, picks that time's still. already passed, hasn't it? I mean, so now they're just stuck. It's either hit free agency or, or tag him. Sign in trades. There's sign-in trades in, in, in the NFL, Joe. They're signing trades. As a free agency? As a free Well, if they cut the deal with the other team. Sign-in trade. They, they... Sign-in trade, yeah. That happens. 31 years quarter. Yeah. Who else? I don't think there's anybody else out there, though. Big like he'd be it like on the free agency market. He'd be the biggest, yeah, he'd be the biggest name by so, far, wouldn't he? Yes. I mean, that's money agent. for A.J. Green. Don't get me wrong. That's agent. money for his, yes. somebody would pay him. I do, however, think Odell Beckham might be in the market. But he comes with a contract. He doesn't, A.J. Green, right? Oh, you're right. Listen, and I'm telling you, Oakland, they tried to get a big-time wide-out right. one as Antonio Brown last year. Okay? This team is still on the upswing. You're yep. telling me A.J. Green wouldn't be on the other side of Terrell Williams? Wouldn't yep. be exactly what the Raiders wanted? Oh, I, yeah. I think the Raiders are viable. And A.J. Green, after they got burned with Antonio Brown and all that drama, A.J. Green would be the perfect non-drama wide receiver to bring yep. in as they go to Vegas. I, I really think that's an interesting fit, A.J. Green yep. in Oakland. I agree. And uh, it was funny, earlier in the season, he was you know, he was doing interviews where he's like, I, I don't tag me. Like, I don't want the tag. I don't want. But I think as the year went on and he, uh, you know, he realized – I ain't going to be healthy enough. I'm really not in a position. 18 million is a very nice consolation prize for one year. Uh, but at the same time, listen, you don't have a host of high profile names in the free agency market at wide receiver. And you mentioned the Raiders as a team that would be more than happy to pay him more than $18 million to come and be a part of the move and everything. And else. The Raiders draft picks. Yeah. And even with his health issues, there would be a team like the Raiders. He could oh, cash in on one more contract, uh, but uh, without a doubt. So I think it's interesting that he kind of reverted and said, you know what? Uh, I'm good. If they tag me, I report. I'm good. He's never really been that guy, right? I mean, he's never he's hey. never been that giant pain in the ass. They gave him no, $60 million in the extension. That was <laughs> but it. that's about yeah, it. Right. Yeah, right. But yeah, I mean, yeah. he's never been that And guy. imagine him, though, other contenders. Like, Oakland would be a splash, right? Imagine, right. like, the Packers have been looking for a number two opposite Adams for years. Yes. The Saints yes. have been looking for a number two opposite. Imagine you put him yep. on the Saints offense, Joe. Yep. Yeah, well, it, exactly. Yeah, there are some options for him. And I think they, they're going to have to figure out what to do. So, and maybe, just maybe, the 
Detroit Lions might be in the market, right. given the fact that, uh, yep, Matt Patricia and Bob yeah. Quinn, the general manager, will Some other names, though. be Some back, other though. Why are they coming back? Why? Yeah. Why, Martha Ford? Why are you bringing these two people? How many games has he won as a coach? I think he's only won five. Yeah, he's been many. there, what, two years? Two years. Yeah, he, five games. And you're bringing his ass back after he's alienated the entire team in City. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, I, well, some, know. some organizations just don't make the right decisions. Joe, <laughs> like that's what it comes to. You should like, have seriously. 90-year-olds running it. That's the problem. Yeah. Oh, that's that's true also. <laughs> Joe, you mentioned AJ Green, right? I have the list of free agents at the wide receiver position. Right. And there's some others that are intriguing, okay? Larry Fitzgerald, but he's probably moving on. We know this. But here's some other legit names that can help teams. May go back to their current team, but Manny Sanders, Joe. He could have mm-hmm. someone. We know about Amari Cooper, right? Uh, Robbie Anderson. Mm-hmm. That he can help him, you know? And then you go down and it's a little bit like, you know, lower quality guys like Aguilar, um, you know, Chris Hogan, people like that. But at the top of the list, you're going to have A.J. Green, Manny Sanders, Amari Cooper, and I would even say a guy like Robbie Anderson who can help people. There will be options for these teams looking to uh, put the cherry on top. Yeah, it's um, they are going to have to they're going to have to make a decision first and foremost, because they do have some other pieces there, Cincinnati, that they got to figure out what they're going to do. They have a lot of young. They got some young talent there. The guys have really I love the fact that you have Joe Mixon. I love that idea that you uh, you've got a running back there, a dynamic guy. You mix in a guy like A.J. Green, if you can get, you know, build in the in the draft, get a quarterback and maybe help out with the offensive line. I, I love Geno Atkins. Obviously, he's a, he's a pro bowler. He's a guy on defense that they've got pieces. You know, they have some stuff so in place together and beat Lamar Jackson in that division. Right. No, no, like, no, no, no. But you've <laughs> got to head in the right direction. You can't have a number one pick, take a quarterback and then just be like, OK, we're good to go. Uh, we've got A.J. Green. Great. But you do have a foundation there with a new head coach and you got some pieces and you possibly have the. you can bring Andy Dalton back in a mentorship role, too. I mean, right. that wouldn't be a that wouldn't be a bad idea. But again, it depends on what. Andy Dalton's going to have a market. Uh, let's face it. He's going to have a market. And, you know, which 30-year-old player would you rather have back, A.J. Green or Andy Dalton? To be honest, I don't think if, – if I'm the Bengals, I humble myself. I accept it. I realize A.J. Green, Geno Atkins, Tyler Eifert, these guys will not be here in three years when Joe Burrow is ready to challenge Lamar Jackson. And right. so I sell them all off for assets, and I build from the ground up. Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm on full tank. And for yep. me, it's not it's not age. I'm sorry, AJ Green. Thanks for the service. I'm going to turn you into two draft picks. And I yep. do the same thing with all these guys. I full on embrace it like the Dolphins and others. You uh, it, it, that team could look different or they could start uh, they could start bringing in some other pieces. Depends on what he wants to do. And I've never known with Mike Brown at Cincinnati. Yep. Very knee-jerk reaction-ish over there. Very knee-jerk. They don't like change very much. They really don't.
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. All right, so who would like to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? If you do, you can dunk on your NBA DFS competition right now with DailyRoto.com and just dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings. Compete with the pros. Use the DailyRoto.com optimizer. It's the most accurate projections available in the NBA DFS arena. Plus, you get lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and so much more. Not to mention, you can save 10% right now on winning NBA DFS advice using the promo code DUNK. That's right, dailyroto.com forward slash DUNK. You can learn a little more. That's dailyroto.com forward slash DUNK. Remember, dailyroto.com, it is where millionaires are made. And make sure you head over to YouTube. Make sure you're uh, subscribing to the channel here, Sports Grid Network. You can also follow us on Instagram at Sports Grid uh, TV. And, uh, yes, actually, uh, I gave uh, a little less credit there to Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn there of the uh, the Lions. They've actually won nine games in two years okay. there. It is 9-20-1. Let, right. let us not forget that tie. So 9-20-1. Uh, I, will, I will give her credit, Martha, for the old, uh, the old bat there who uh, loves – she has no plans, by the way, of selling the team, and she made that very clear. So she still got her wits about her. She also apparently made it very clear that, yeah, another year like this next year, and that will certainly be her last. Uh, but she did go to bat for him saying, listen, there's a culture change. There's a whole lot of things that we're working here. Right. How many more years does Matt – let's be realistic here. Matt Stafford continues to be – I think one of the most underrated quarterbacks, but yet one of the best quarterbacks tool-wise that that you could have. He was having – it's a shame he got hurt this year because while they were still obviously – the trades and some of the things that they did during the season, it was quite obvious. They're clearing house there step-by-step, step. and I get it. You got to give guys a chance to be able to build their their vision and what they want. And, you know, year three is it, Matt, Patricia, but this is it. You're going to have your shot. But, man, to have to walk into a situation with a quarterback like Stafford, who was lighting them up, I mean, absolutely lighting them up this year before he ended up getting hurt, and a guy that they had to drag off the field because the stories came out that he'd have kept playing, broken backbone, whatever, he didn't care. Like, he kept wanting to play. Man, I, I know there isn't a franchise on earth, Dane, that wouldn't give yep. to have a Matt Stafford as their quarterback. And this organization has been the, I mean, you talk about from going from Barry Sanders, who we all agree was just a total waste of nine years there that they were never able to utilize him. Matt Stafford is going to go down right next to Barry Sanders in that. And it's amazing to me. We're talking about the same team, same owner, uh, by the way, the same Ford family owner, but yep. man, to waste Matt Stafford 
he's only got a couple of years left, I think. I, although with quarterbacks playing into their 40s these days, but man, I, I, three, four years that you got. I yep. mean, Matt Patricia, you could not have asked for a bet. While guys like everybody else is walking into situations like I got to draft a quarterback, I got you got Matt friggin' Stafford, man, and you got Galladay, and you got you know you got guys yep. around there. Hawkinson. I mean, you've got pieces. Yep. I, to me, the lease is very short next year, man. I've got to see marked improvement in that division. I got to see marked improvement. No excuses. Matt Stafford, David Bly, I don't care. No excuses. You got to get the job done. Listen, I've been a Stafford fan for a while as well. One of the things you said, Joe, there was like he was playing really well until he got hurt. Joe, that's been the case other seasons as well. You know, I remember like two or three years ago, Matt Stafford was a fringe MVP candidate until mm -hmm. I think he hurt his thumb or his hand yep. and he missed the rest of the season. You know, so, yes, I listen, I agree. Matt Stafford is a good quarterback, right? But he's been, you know, saddled with these teams. Remember, they were 0-16 at one point, right? They were a laughing mm -hmm. stock. You mentioned Barry Sanders. Hey, they also had one of the greatest wide receivers of this generation, Joe and Megatron. Mm -hmm. Okay, right. and they wasted it. To me, this is the defensive side of the ball. The offensive side with Stafford, Kerryon Johnson, who got hurt, um, these wideouts, Marvin Jones and Galladay, they're okay on offense. It's the defensive side of the ball where they've been a sieve for the better part of the last right. decade. Can you name anyone besides Darius Slay, who's actually a high-quality player on that defense over the last 10 years? Because I can't. You know what I mean? Well, so You went out and got Trey Flowers. You took him from sure. – you paid him a boatload of money sure. there. and, and sure. You had one so of the best safeties in the games go with this, in Quandry Diggs, and you traded his ass uh, six games into the season. Like, what are you doing? Here's where I'm going to go with this, though. In, in the last two off-seasons, Joe, there has also been a little bit of buzz about Detroit flipping Matt Stafford. Yeah. You know, like, if, if you think you're at that bottom part of the cycle, right— and you don't think, like you say, if Stafford's got three years left, if you ain't actually contending in three years, what if you put Stafford in the quarterback merry-go-round? He would fetch a pretty penny. There yeah. would, like a Chargers team, for example. You're telling me that's not the answer to our previous question for the Chargers? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, so I, I think Detroit is in an interesting kind of limbo spot. I do think they could be on the upswing. Some people did like them to improve this year. It just didn't happen. I, which way do they go? Like you were talking about the Bengals. Maybe they break it down or add some pieces. I think a better case study here is Detroit. Which way do they try to go? Do they try to maximize the three years left where they have St Stafford at a high level? Or are mm -hmm. they like, yo, this guy is valuable but can't play 16 games. Let's see if we can get young assets and picks for him and start to build it back up. Yep. I, it could go either way. Just, yeah, it, it really can, man. And I would love to see them be relevant in that division uh, because it's when you Up have a worse track. record and you have a quarterback like Stafford and you got a guy in that division named Trubisky and you, you still can't seem to put it. It's just right. it's. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. But he's got one more year, and then that's it. And I think she's being generous in even doing that. And you had a number eight draft pick last year, I think, and you went with a tight end that probably you could have gotten the 20s. So, right. you know. Uh, yeah. And by the way, Quinn is a first-year general manager, too, a first-time general manager. So a lot of firsts going on in Detroit. Uh, and, oh, by the way, they just put 
Stafford on IR. I, I don't ask. I have I have no idea. They just finally put him on there. But he is, you know, those are just a couple of the the teams that now, Dane, I mean, yeah. moving forward, as the they got nothing to play for except for, I think, evaluating right now for the last couple of weeks, right? right? Um, yeah. They've got to figure out what they have moving forward. they got to figure out what direction do they go. I do think it would be uh, – how much time do you give a Cincinnati, like with a new coach like that? How much time do you give even – let me – Kingsbury in uh, yeah. in in Arizona. How much before who that team progressively got worse as the year went on? By the way, uh, and I don't know if it's because defenses kind of caught up with what was going on there. I don't, you know. Again, first year head coach. Um, how much time do you to give, give these guys? I, I think I think the Cards have done enough to not like for the second year in a row fire their right. first year head coach. You know, oh, yeah, like, no, no, but and how much improvement do you have to see next year? That's the other realistic thing. Like how, yeah. like you mentioned Fitzgerald, does, if he doesn't come back, does he retire? Is there yeah. a market for Fitzgerald? No, I think he retires. I don't think Fitzgerald right. is one of these guys that want to play with another team. Either he plays again with Arizona or he rides off into the sunset, or he I think. Yeah, I, I mean, think so. yeah. and I think the same situation, A. Gray Green, we're talking about Cincinnati. Listen, Fitzgerald, that was one of the things they wanted to make sure. Can you please come back? We got a new rookie quarterback. It would be great right. to have. A, and he was that security blanket. Right. I think A.J. Green is going to be very similar to that, to Joe Burrow here for Cincinnati if it keeps going in that direction. Might be. It depends. Like, it depends what the pot of the gold is on the other end of the rainbow. Well, and yeah. if he thinks he could. Another thing, 32-year-old guys who have been great all their careers do at the very end right. is try go chase a ring. Right? Yep. So you're telling me Green Bay or New Orleans, like I've said, is offering you to, you know, really balance out that passing attack. And you're like, oh, yep. I can play with Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees for two years and try and get a ring? Yep. Like, right. I think that would also be very enticing. I also, uh, you know, speak. For goodness sakes. <laughs> to me, maybe the guy that's got the biggest gripe about the Pro Bowl is actually a Detroit Lion. I don't know how Kenny Galladay has not been named. This guy's had Driscoll, David Blau, uh, 56 passes, caught over 1,000 yards. He leads the league with 10 touchdowns, Dane. Like, how do you not have Galladay on a Pro Bowl roster of all – I mean, yeah. talk about a guy doing it under the radar and nobody gives him any damn credit. My word. I, I agree. Galladay's had a great season. The only problem in that specific case is which NFC wideout are you going to take out? Take Joe? out, yeah. Honestly. Like, it ain't going to be Michael Thomas, right? Right. Both of the Bucks receivers deserve it, Evans and Godwin. Mm. And who was the fourth? Was it Julio? No, Julio. Uh, yes, I believe Julio's in there. Is he and, not? And. and if you look at Julio's numbers and you look at Galladay's numbers, like, I, I, I think Galladay, and to be honest, I might even put Amari Cooper in over Galladay in the NFC. But, like, I think you're right. Galladay had a great season. But the question is, who do you take off? You know, with right. some of these other ones, I can make a case for who to take off. You know, like, and, when and we were talking about is, Parker, DJ Those guys Chark, are all playing. Unless Evans can't. Now, keep in mind, if Evans and, and Godwin can't play, Galladay will probably be it. It better be in there. Yeah. And Michael Thomas could be in the Super Bowl. That's correct. So there is. A, but a, you look at his numbers, you're going, dude had David Blau and Driscoll throwing him the damn ball. And he still led the league in touchdowns. I mean, awesome, awesome stuff there uh, from him. Really 
great season. And another guy, Dane, that we did not talk about at all this year, and I think we should remember, because you and I brought this up a lot during the draft last year. Yeah. The kid in Jacksonville who shares the name with a quarterback in Buffalo, guys. That's got 10 sacks this year. And he's been doing, you know, it's so much about the mustache. How many times have we say, please go get Josh Allen? Like, go go get Josh. A lot of teams passed on him. A lot of teams there. Kid is a beast, man. An absolute beast. He's going to take off. Yeah. No, I just, I can't wait to see what this kid's career is going to be. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. We all uh, we all knew he was going to be good. We just didn't know how good. But Nick Bosa, yeah, the 49ers rookie. I mean, the kid is. What can you say about him? I it just yeah. been unbelievable rookie year, and his brother's not too bad either. And uh, you they know, his brother had a, yeah. They both had a pretty good thing, but it's That's amazing. Cool. He has played in 92 percent of the snaps on the defensive side of the ball for the. Uh, for the 49ers here. And that's, that is crazy. Uh, He plays just about every damn play in a, in a football game for the 49ers. And there was some concern, of course, that, you know, wear and tear on the guy. And, you know, what are you going to do? Most guys, usually first year players like Nick Bosa come in and play around 68, 69%. He's been in 92% of his damn, uh, damn plays. And you've got to go. Listen, if you ain't going to play a 21 year old now, 90% of the time, when are you going to play him? Yeah, you know what I mean? When are you going to play him? But this kid is. Remember, he also didn't play the last eight games for Ohio State last year. Thank you very much. (laughs) And smart to do, and really smart to do. I I think it's great, man. I think the kid is also. There were a lot of, and I hope teams notice this because we mentioned Josh Allen there, Kentucky kid coming out, 10 sacks for Jacksonville here. The kid is a beast. Uh, yeah. Bosa here, man, these, the, the latest crop of defensive guys that we all looked at, I wish Quentin Williams would have stayed healthy. I would have loved yeah. to have seen more of him. Uh, but even the kid from Buffalo, man, um, the kid out of Houston that, uh, that they went with there, that Ed of Oliver. Course, Ed Oliver, another, this defensive crop, Dane is probably yeah. one of the best that I think, at least in the first round that we've seen in a long time, these kids are flat out ballers this year and making an impact year one, which is crazy. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a shame that even others remember the Raiders drafted a safety that was big time, mm-hmm. but then got hurt. We pro- he was profiled in hard knocks yep. a lot. Um, yep. Yeah, even those Great those Clemson too. defensive linemen, right? Yep. Whether it's Lawrence yep. or Farrell, you know. So yeah, I mean the defensive side of the ball, absolutely. Joe, over the break, I found two other. NFC wide receivers that are having great seasons that, to be honest, I may put in over Kenny Galladay. And they are DJ Moore in Carolina. Joe, he's got 1,175 yards. 
Yeah. And also, don't sleep on Allen Robinson having a great season in Chicago, Joe. You know, 83 catches, 1023 yards, and seven touchdowns. Really having a good year back after that ACL. Last year was his first year with the Bears, first year after the ACL, really coming back to full form this year. So I think Moore and Robinson also deserve consideration if and when the Tampa guys are hurt or Michael Thomas is in the Super Bowl, things like that. Yeah, it's um, more. I mean, what can you say? We all thought he was going to be the the future of uh, Carolina. And Carolina now is kind of rocking the hard place because I think the owner has already let everyone know that nobody's paychecks are going to be guaranteed next year. There is a change of the guard coming in Carolina, which means a lot of uh, outside of Christian McCaffrey and and maybe now DJ Moore. Who the hell is safe there? Uh, I don't think. Curtis Samuel, they're Samuel, young. Samuel, maybe. Okay, Samuel's Samuel, a guy. I, Samuel Moore and CMC, like, those are three skill right. players under, like, whatever, 24, 25 years old. Nah, you build around that. I think those three you, are you great. Keekly? Well, you allow Keekly to play out the string. How many years left and how many concussions left does Keekly have? Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what, yeah, I bet you, you can get a pretty good let him be that ambassador, him. that veteran. Right, because yep. you're moving on from Cam. Greg Olson's probably done. He was one of Ron um, Rivera's guys, right? right? So I think you do keep Keekly as one of those uh, presences. But, yeah, yep. this is Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, and Curtis Samuel. And you'd be hard-pressed to find two wideouts and a running back combo that are that young that uh, are better. Like Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, sure, I'll give you that. Um, but like Carolina is sitting pretty with young studs at the skill positions. They are a team. We already know they're moving on from Cam Newton, right? Who do, yep. what do they preference in the marketplace when it comes to quarterback? You know, do they want an established vet like an Andy Dalton? Do they want to change a scenery guy like a Marcus Mariota? Do they mm-hmm. go out and try and spend and Laura Teddy Bridgewater away? Or do they ride out with their kid, Will Greer, who they drafted this year, and they're going to see and evaluate over the next two weeks? Every team, depending on where they are in the cycle, have very interesting options and decisions. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice to be able to have those kinds of skill position guys all young. Uh, but now you just got to figure out the quarter, uh, the quarterback spot. If you are Carolina, you're going to have a new coach. You're going to have trade for a Matthew have GM, G- assistant GM, front office changes. That owner is coming in with the purpose of it's going to be his guys his way. And there's going to be a lot of new faces on that team next year. But it got to start with. Do you bring Cam back? Do you not bring Cam back? They traded. I think that's decision number one that he's got to make there. How much invested do you want? I think if you pull the Band-Aid off, you pull the damn Band-Aid off. Like, move on from Cam, move on. Let Christian right. McCaffrey be the face of the franchise moving forward, and voila, you are uh, you are ready to go. But interesting change is going to be, uh, be made there, and they have to be made. I mean, there's a lot of teams, Dane, where it's, it's time to hit the reset button this year. And I think the coaching changes, the the quarterback changes and coaching changes alone next year tell you everything you need to know that this is going to be one of that periods in the NFL where the rich are going to continue to get richer a little bit, but a lot of teams just hitting, okay, reset, time to move on. Yep. I think Carolina is a great example. Rivera mm-hmm. and Cam 
not yep. there next year, in my opinion. The Chargers yep. we talk about, right? Could Lynn yep. and Rivers be gone? You know, we there's a yep. lot of situations where they there's an opportunity to fully turn the page, and I wonder if you take advantage of it. Like Detroit is another. Maybe they pull, rip the Band-Aid off, you yep. know, and if Carolina gets picks. They're going to get a haul for Cam Newton. They Big are. Time. Big you know, time. you tell it yep. me. Right, like, what position are they in? Would they mm-hmm. be a team that wants to turn some of those around and make a play for a guy like a Stafford? You put yep. Stafford in there as throwing it, right? Or, you know, wh- which way do they want to go? That's the I, interesting I think Jacksonville thing. is also another team next year that's going to – I don't think Coughlin survives. I think uh, – yep, I think a lot of that is going to be, okay, bye-bye, new regime, new everything coming to Jacksonville. Fold, they just spent big yeah. money on Fultz. Yeah, uh, but I think everything around him is going to certainly from the top. You got to get rid of Coughlin. You can't keep alienating players. Yeah, made that clear, right? Yeah, you you just you can't do it, man. You lost Jalen Ramsey. You know, Con wanted him. You can't just keep alienating guys. Going, you know, it's my way or the highway. It's that's got to change. Too much talent there, especially with guys like you guys, right? You got to clean house. You have to. I don't see how you have. uh, I don't see how you have a choice. What do you do with Foles in that contract? Is you he just try a starter? To see if you can get something for it. If you can't, you know, you're stuck with it. You are what you are then at that particular point. But yeah, there's a lot of what does Cleveland do? What's gonna happen with Cleveland? I don't think well, he, he survives no matter what they say. Make- I don't think he survives. I, I think oh, that there's gonna be an awful lot of people going, see you later. Yeah. Bye. Get- yep. And Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr. Yep. It could be a lot of new races. Yep. Yeah. We talked yep. about this, Joe, you know, with the wide receiver market. Then there'll mm-hmm. be the trade market as well. Yep. Right. Yep. And guys like Andrew, guys like Odell and others who are chirping. You know, it's going to be very, very interesting. But in sports these days, I think more and more teams and organizations and thus owners are accepting the full on tank, the full on rebuild. There are more places trusting yep. the process because they see that it works in four or five years. Yep. Yep, and uh, we already know the rebuilds are underway. Miami, Washington, right. Cincinnati. Uh, yeah. the, it, it, they're there, guys. And now that second crop, I think Chicago, honestly, is just is – I think you're a year away, Dane, from, from moving on from himself. Trubisky. He can save himself, though. He can save himself, though. You know, you small improvements. I think he can. I'm not saying he will, but I think small improvements, it's possible – that they keep him and that they, you know, the give it a load you shot. could get for some of those defensive pieces. You want to hit the reset button. Holy crap. Um, Is, you're, you, do you look yourself in the mirror four months ago, Joe, we were saying the same thing about the San Francisco giants and Madison Bumgarner. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can get yourself a haul, man. Timing is everything, right? Like, when are you going to pull the plug? How are you going to pull right. the plug? Um, right. Teams like Dallas are going to come to that realization, too. All right, congratulations. You got a running back. What are you going to do now? Yeah, another eight and eight, nine and seven year? Like, and just so- like I've said, came to the Giants, you have, the yep. San Francisco Giants, you have to look yourself in the mirror and be honest about who you are, you are. who yep. the rest of the division is, and yep. when is your time to shove all in. And maybe yep. it's not now. Yep. Yep, but there are some teams that are going to do it. That whole next wave, guys, half this league next year is going to be either one year into a rebuild or just beginning the tank process. Uh, and, yeah, I, and that's why I think we're going to start seeing 
Over the next couple of years, Dan, a lot of the same teams over and over and God, over listen, and over again. I, Joe, in the AFC, I said it. In the AFC, you are going to have to beat Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson in the next decade, Joe. Yep, like, right. those three teams are top-end contenders for the next decade of, yep. as long as their ACLs are intact. Period. Yep. Okay? Yep. <laughs> period. With, especially same with thing the, same thing in the AFC. Get ready for the Russell Wilson. Right? Get ready yeah, for Russell Garoppolo. Russell Wilson ain't going anywhere. Yep, that San Francisco exactly, team yep. is built right. They ain't going anywhere. That's and, correct. you know, there'll be the rise of a couple of other teams. Uh, young yep. quarterbacks, right? Um, so it, it starts you, you a new decade. To... It's funny because right. it does. It starts a new decade. And yet, you know, when you look at this past 10 years, it's, right. for the most part, guys, it, the dynasty was there. The Patriots were there. It was much of the same, guys. And now it's on. It's it's ending. Everyone sees the fall yep. of Rome happening. Joe, yep. I you know, I put together my rundown for freestyle and I was starting to think. Right. I was starting to think about this exact topic. Like, who are the top 10 quarterbacks for the next decade? Mm. You know, and I have guys on my list like Trevor Lawrence. Right. Okay, even. Right. Like, uh, you know, like, does Kyler Murray ascend? And it's very interesting. And, I, you know, I build the list and I have some guys. We, maybe we could go over it. But it is interesting. What will, who will be the Patriots, the Tom Brady, the Peyton Manning, the Drew Brees of the 20s? I got right. some ideas, and you know I love Watson and Mahomes and Lamar, but there's some others as well. It's very interesting. We should look at it. Uh, and you know, I would get the problem with the Mahomes, Watson, and Lamar Jacksons is the NFL has been doing this forever, is that they they will catch up with these guys. They, they are going to have to take their game to another level in order to be able to evolve with what teams yes. are going to do because teams will shut you. You'll have your success for two or three years, and they're going to shut you down. And Deshaun Watson, you you so far are that guy that's got, oh, he's got all these tools and never wins a damn thing when they need you to win. And, you know, there could be a lot of reasons for it. But the truth is, you got to be able to deliver on a big stage. And I, I'm not anointing Patrick Mahomes, the greatest quarterback to ever live, guys. Yeah, he's talented. There's been a lot of talented quarterbacks in this league. Doesn't mean they're going to be successful long term. You know, the Drew Brees, the Peyton Mannings, the Tom Brady's of the last decade here, guys, they all seem to have the same thing in common, don't they? Yeah, they win. And and but yeah. when these guys are cleared out, when Brees is gone and Brady's gone and Big Ben and when these guys and Aaron Rodgers even is gone, then these guys will win Super Bowls, whether it's, you know, whether it's Deshaun Watson, whether it's Carson Wentz, mm -hmm. whether it's Josh Allen, you know, um, but yes. And you're right. The league will adjust to them. The question is, can they then adjust they back? Right. And yeah. honestly, Joe, that's why Lamar Jackson's lower in my list than other people may think, because I think. Hey, too many hits. He may struggle. It takes to make too many Right. How many conversations we have with Deshaun Watson ain't going right. to last five years in his league, guys. Exactly. Ain't gonna, so we should do it one year, but one day. Yeah. We should do it as a segment. Interesting. It's a good conversation. We'll have it as yeah. we uh, continue to move to the week. I got some surprising names in there. New decade, guys. New look. Be back tomorrow. Good luck. Make it rain. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. 
That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Twice the night before Christmas and all through the... Hold it now, wait, hold it. That's played out. Hit it! Yeah, I'll tell you this, too. I think this uh, this upcoming draft for a lot of these teams going to hit the reset button. I think yeah. there's going to be a really, really big run on some really good, big, talented offensive linemen coming out of uh, out of the draft this year, Dane. I, it would not at all surprise me if maybe uh, three or four of the top ten picks all O-linemen. Um, Can the Jets we haven't get seen that in Georgia, a while. please? Can yeah, the Jets we, get Thomas yeah, from Georgia, yeah. please? Yeah. There's another kid from Iowa. Werfs, I think it was his name. He's another kid sure. that's going to be. There are going to be some dudes. And and actually, Georgia's got two guys. Georgia's got two guys on that offensive line. They're going to be absolute beasts. Um, I do think there's going to be an opportunity. We haven't seen it in a while. It's been so defensive heavy or quarterback. Yeah. And I I do think so. You got a uh, a kid coming out of. Oklahoma, you've got a kid coming out of uh, Alabama for skill position. Wide receivers could be the two best in the country. Um, There are Austin Jackson is the other kid, I believe. He's from uh, USC. He's another big offensive lineman. Uh, Half the board, half of the first 10 picks could literally be anchors for an offensive line. And I would love nothing more than to see it. Love nothing more than to see it. That's why the Jets need to lose some games. Right now, I think they're seventh. Okay. And so I think this is, I think so. Right now, this is going to go Burrow. I think this is Cincinnati, Burrow, Miami, Herbert, maybe Tua, the Giants, Chase Young, right? Yes. And then there's going to be a run on linemen. So the Jets need to be 405. If they're 7 or 8 and they miss out on these guys because Washington or Detroit or Arizona are taking, I'm going to be pissed off. Lose some games, Jets. If you're you're 4, 5, 6, you get one of these offensive tackles, and that's where they need to go. Uh, You need to protect Sammy D. Keep an eye, too. I think it'll be interesting depending on where the Dolphins view Herbert. Right. Um, they have so much equity and so much in the first round that they could go offensive lineman, let's say. They could go get Tom. They could go second, get one of the second pick. And then still get Herbert because between them and uh, the, by the time they pick, it, if you draft a kid in the first round, you better be ready to play him. I don't know a lot of teams uh, nice. in between that are going to be willing to as do long it. As they better get their guy. That's yeah. dice. Yeah. And they can always move up. So moving from and 16 to like 13 from. is. From. This kid, Jordan Love, maybe the answer. Yes. It's not always yes. a high football. Big game for this kid if he plays and stops smoking weed. <laughs> if he plays. Yeah.